Can you hear me in your headphones? Uh, yeah. Can you hear yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Is this the first time you've heard yourself on a microphone before? Uh, yeah. This is kind of weird. <laughs> How you doing today, Padawan? Uh, I have no idea. You don't. You have no idea how you're doing today. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me borrow dancing your mom. Dancing demon. <laughs> dancing demon. Right out the gates. You're just gonna say dancing demon. Yeah. Okay. So now Amanda's kid is in here, and we're about to start the podcast. And I just wanted to uh, get him recorded because a lot of people want to hear the Padawan. And he just recently learned how to dance like Pennywise the Clown. He, I don't think he has any idea what 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 Pennywise is, but he thinks it's hilarious, and he's singing "Dancing Clown, Dancing Clown." So. I got put on, wait, can, wait, wait. Are you going to put on scary music? No, I won't put on scary music. Good, that would be super scary for me, and I didn't want to sound like Pennywise. No, we just want to, we just want to hear you do your, your impression. Can, can we hear you do your Pennywise dancing clown impression? Are you trying to trick me if you no, are? We're, we're not going to trick you. No okay. tricks. No tricks. I just want to hear it. Dancing diamond, dancing clown, dancing demon, dancing clown. <laughs> you all float too. You all float too. Bravo. Take take the little the little balloon bill, Billy. Take the little paper boat, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> you are hilarious. Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Yeah! Can you give us, um, can you say, Rob, anybody, and Don, show? Okay. All right. Rob, anybody, and Don, show. I like the effect. That's cool. No, just say it without covering your mouth. Uh, the Rob, anybody, and Don, show? The Rob, anybody. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, there sorry. you go. The Rob, anybody, and Don show. <laughs> You're a pro. <laughs> You're having too much fun. All right, you ready to go eat popcorn and watch movies? Office? Yeah, can I take the pig? Which one? The pig that's right behind you. I want to turn to bacon. No, you can't turn that pig into bacon. Yes, I can. That's a special it's pig. pig. It's a special pig to me. Do you have hobby pig? Hobby Pig? Yes. Is that one of Peppa Pig's friends? No, from on Hobby Kids TV. Hobby Kids TV. So he's, yeah. He's pimping out uh, a, a YouTube do, 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 video. Oh, good. Do, 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 Cross promotion. Do, do, do. I like it. Man, he's he's good at this radio stuff. It's called Super Awesomeness. Okay. I'm going to bleep that out because you said your name. Do That's you okay. do that. I'm gonna do that. No! We don't want you to see. That's okay. Uh, it's okay. All right, thank you for helping us. Thanks oh, wait, for being uh, a special guest. Don, oh, do sorry. Do you want to hear my raven voice? Yes. What's your raven voice? Let's hear it. Like this. All right. Okay. I think I need to remember it. Okay. okay. We got time. Raven, go get the pizza! Uh, yes, Robin. Adios! Mindios! Sindos! Bravo. Thank Good you. Job. Good job. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Padawan. Thank you. thank you for stopping by. Thanks for letting me borrow your mom so we can get this broadcast done. Sure.
You're thank two. You. Thank you for being our first special guest. That's right. You're our thank- first special guest. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. I want to do some more in more often. Bye, Padawan. See you, see you next time. See Bye. you next time. Bye. The Red fun yeah I'm, I'm glad that you brought him in and you know i was i was kind of joking during the show earlier because we were talking about how you're gonna have to pick up your kid yeah bring him in here and i was like oh i don't want your kid on the podcast <laughs> yeah and just after seeing that video on facebook of him dancing like pennywise the clown and then hearing him do it for dawn yeah. I, I knew that you know people would would have to experience that and man he delivered <laughs> yeah what a showman he 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 watches those fucking uh, YouTube videos all the time. So he sees these kids, you know, acting stuff out. He plugged his favorite one, the Hobby Kids TV or whatever. And the parents on there, I'm pretty sure, are TV producers. Are they the ones that do the unpacking? Is that where that all started? Or is that completely separate? Uh, they, like opening the presents and unboxing? They started this... Uh, Oh, the Padawan would know the name of it. We'll have him in next time. We'll we'll grill him on the <laughs> it's podcast. A, it's or about, the, uh, it was YouTube like an, a, an egg, an, a super big egg thing, and then you—it's like a surprise egg. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. And so, and every time you open it, it was a new toy or whatever. Yeah. And it, the surprise was what was appealing about yeah, those videos. Some bullshit. And so then from that, they got a lot of followers because dumb little kids like to watch that yeah and like your dumb little kid <laughs> yeah like my dumb little kid he's but adorable then, i love i absolutely love the padawan he, he's amazing he's he's one of a kind man. that's for sure um but then it's grown into now they have all these different things that they do and it's like hobby kids tv they even sell merchandise and shit so, so they've basically made their own brand out of their real life videos that they're doing yeah i think the parents were tv producers in la before and i'm pretty sure they don't have to do that anymore they just make money off of youtube must be nice yeah, but you get you to work with your family, and you yeah, know, but and you get to a, make your own hours, and yeah, and that's the thing creative. is they do it all with their kids. Yeah. So they're like playing make believe games with their kids, and they've even incorporated like the uncle and stuff. So anyway, that's, awesome. he, that's where that's where he gets that from. Is he mimics that kind of play that they mm-hmm. do and the performance that they do. And he's gonna be. Do you think he's gonna be like a actor or a performer someday? He, of some sort. I I I think so. He loves to dance and sing, but he says that he wants to be a builder. Like in construction, like he wants to go out and build houses type of well, thing. Well, he also said his favorite subject in school is math. So I'm like architect baby. Oh, Rick in the dough. That's what I want. Make mama her dream home. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. But, Cash no, cow. I, I don't know what he I don't know where he'll end up going. He he does have an affinity for singing like me, the most annoying songs ever all the time. <laughs> um, well, that's where he got it from, right? Yeah, and we just it's constantly singing in our house and annoying bullshit that makes no sense. Um, it's what's endearing about you <laughs> yeah, and your kid. I, I guess. And um, 
And he loves to dance. He he told me he wanted to be on America's Got Talent, but I think it's just because we were watching that TV show at the time. Oh, okay. And he likes the idea of going on a talent show and yeah, being but we judged. do we do have video of him. I think it was his second birthday. Um, my friend Nick from Alaska has a a video of him uh, dancing to uh, that happy song. Oh, cause I'm happy. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I have uh, when when even when he was a little baby da- dancing to the the time warp from a Rocky Horror Picture Classic. Show. Getting yeah. him exposed to that early, yeah, That's good. He, yeah, he has a lot of music exposure right now. He loves Queen. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you guys have good taste in music. Cause, yeah, I hope so. And he's not listening to like Taylor Swift or any garbage like no. that. Well, he used to listen to a little Taylor Swift here and there. Oh yeah, was that because Mom was listening to Taylor Swift, or was that? Uh, by yeah, trip? maybe. Why you gotta bust me out? I take it all back. You have terrible taste in music. <laughs> well, uh, we are officially underway on the fourth episode of the Rad Podcast. Yay! And yay. the response is amazing. We keep oh, getting that is a lot of emails you got there. I save them up. Um, I don't. I, I, some of them I pass along to Rob so that he can read them on the reg, regular show to kind of give us some promotion and talk mm. about the podcast to get people over here. Right, right. Um, but at the same time, um, I hold a lot of these back because a lot of them we can't cover on the, on the regular show. So I wanted to say something uh, to anybody that's new to finding us because I kind of blasted us on Facebook to my um my murderinos. Oh, okay. Um, Your fellow murderinos. Yeah, my fellow murderinos. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, stay sexy. Don't get murdered. I uh, and so I just wanted to put it out there that you know Brandon and I we during the day our regular job is that we are on a normal radio show that broadcasts most it's, commonly known as a terrestrial syndicated <laughs> morning radio show on yes, the west yes, coast yes yes yes. and two radio stations currently yeah um it, then we broadcast in reno and sacramento and the radio show's name is rob anybody and dawn um so we will often re- re- refer to those people those people <laughs> those people um so I just don't want anybody to feel left out if we're talking about Rob and Don um, and they happen to be find us on the interwebs. That's very smart. Um, I didn't even think about that. So good. Yeah. Good job. See, you are learning stuff at Don's broadcasting school. Little by little. Which is closed down, which is an inside joke. If you're new to the program and you (laughs) haven't heard the regular show, go back and listen to it. radradio.com that's right um so i, I do, what do you want to do do you want to start out with some emails that yeah we got let's here? see what we got all right got going this there. one just came in right before like right when you were walking into the building today to record mm-hmm. um so i'll read this one first it's from natalie it says dear brando and amanda i just listened to episode three of the podcast and love learning how you met your significant others the story of how i met my husband almost of almost eight years ago is pretty similar to Mr. and Mrs. Brandon. I too frequented the old uh, the old Roseville bar scene, but my dive one night stand finding bar of a choice was the West House on the other side of the tracks. Have you ever been to the West House? No, I've really only been to the Boxing Donkey with you, with you right. guys. We went there twice. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the coolest spot in old Roseville. Yeah, There's a free plug. They're actually celebrating their ninth anniversary this year. I really like them. Yeah, they're a great bar. Great um, food. And then 
There was another one that I went to um, with former producer Christy, um, mm. and it was kind of broy, but I can't remember. Oh, the name a of few it. of those bars. If it's not the Boxing Donkey, a few of those bars down there are broy. Yeah, but there's a Western one, and I, I'm not sure if she's referring to the West House. Um, if, if it's the same one that I'm thinking of, but mm. either way, it's just one or the other. Uh, bars that you could do in the circuit there. She says, I was there in the middle of the week with my best friend shooting pool and for once not looking for a guy to go home with. Good. You don't (laughs) want to be a slut every night you go out. You want to pace yourself. And these two guys were waiting for the table. My friend finally asked them if they wanted to join us. They accepted and we quickly split off into couples. Ultimately, the guys ended up going home with us to our apartment and spent the night. I later learned from my hubs that he figured he had a good chance at getting laid <laughs> or at least selling us some weed oh. one or the other. <laughs> yeah. And any, and they say, uh, whoa, 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 there we go. Let me see if I can learn how to read again. And they say romance is dead. LOL. Okay. See, I a joke there. Anyway, fast forward 11 years. My friend and I ended up marrying the two rando dudes we took home Aww. from the dive bar, had a couple of kiddos and moved to Portland together. So they all four. Oh, that's so together that's really cool i love that all from a one night stand at the bar (laughs) um i guess we all prove them wrong because they say you know relationships with one night stands of people that you meet at bars never work out not true um amanda i love you so 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 much thank you for turning me on to my favorite murder yep my favorite murder say sexy don't get murdered and for being such an open book about yourself i too am a chronic oversharer and it's nice to know i am not alone keep doing your keep doing you because you're amazing anyway keep the broadcast coming giggity love you both (laughs) stay sexy don't get murdered natalie Ah, thanks, Natalie. That's very nice, Natalie. A uh, little fun fact, you know, you asked if I had frequented any of the bars down in the old Roseville area. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, I did fuck a bartender for a little bit of time um, that used to bartend at the Owl. I'm not going to name any names, but he uh, he had I don't a, even think that bar's in business anymore. Um, if it is, it's I have I, it's been so long because I've done that. Anyways, so it's called the the Owl, and I used to fuck this guy there, and he had an amazing cock that he totally fucked me over, like big time fucked me over, like borrowed money from oh, me. Oh, that kind of fuck over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> borrowed money from me and then fell off the face of the earth. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. What a loser. But he had a nice cock. Well, so it was worth it? Um. It, then, no, the $3,000 <laughs> to get him out of my life was worth it. Okay. But the dick, good. Dick was good. Dick it was good. a nice dick. The 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 piece of skin attached to the dick, not so good. <laughs> not so great. All right. Yeah, the the dick was almost too big to fit in my ass. Wow. Yeah. So it was like what, twelve inches wide? It was like it was <laughs> like just kidding. It was it was like trying to put your mouth around a Coke can. Oh Jesus. Yeah. That's a little big for the ass. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I really Jeez, got it. Christ. Work that in there. But the pussy, no problem. Oh, loved it in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wonder if he's still around. I wonder, uh, if he's, I wonder if he listens to the show and he knows who you are and he thinks, man, I only got to put it in her ass. Uh, I don't know. No, well, he did put it in my ass. Uh, but, but it, it was difficult. It was difficult, and I came too quick. So. Oh my god! <laughs> so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, he's not really a good person, considering that he borrows money and then never pays you back and falls off the face of the earth. 
Yeah, uh, we could we could just do without that that yeah. guy. Just you know, you can find the dildo that's that big, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, if he, he should mold his cock and sell it, there you he'd go. Make and a lot of money, then and he then pay he can you pay back. me back. Yes. Oh, we gotta we gotta call this guy. <laughs> Tell him you got a million dollar idea. <laughs> Let's sell your cock. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Um, there's so many great emails in here. I just want to make sure that we get the. Get the ones out of the way that might not take as much time. Um, I don't know. Do you have a time limit here? It's a, no. We've only been um, doing this about 20 minutes. So, Do I have a time limit? I don't think so, no. Okay. Neither do I. Um, so we'll go for eight hours if we want to. So fuck you. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll go with this one. Um, let's see. <laughs> this one's from Christine. It says, hey, anybody, I just wanted to write in and say I listened to the first broadcast yesterday. Um, and I enjoyed it. And I also wanted to tell Amanda that she has said a handsmaid tale is a good show to watch, but she didn't tell me if it was on Netflix or Hulu. So I had to go look for it. Oh. I, I know, I know doing too much. So maybe when you guys mention good shows, you could say if they're on Showtime or Netflix or Hulu, so we don't have to spend all our maggot time looking for them. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. You had to Google. Yeah, Much appreciated. Love you all. Really? Do you love us? And then she said, see you Saturday. Bye. Bye. So we'll uh, see you on Saturday for the rad Brina Palooza, which when this is released, will it already have happened? Oh. So, Christine, it was nice meeting you. Yes, it's very nice meeting you. Uh, sorry, I will make sure to mention uh, Hulu or Netflix or whatever the fuck. And Handmaid's Tale is on Hulu? Yes. Yeah. And is it? Just a one season thing, or are they going to be coming out with a new season? Do you know? Um, they they only have the first season out right now, and but there will be more seasons because I mean there's so much story to tell. I guess it's based on a book, oh. and the book was, uh, from what I understand from my librarian friend, was like kind of devastating. I mean the story is not it, it's indentured servants of right. women. To, right. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. It's not it's not fluff pieces. It's no. actually very hardcore. It's very hardcore yeah. and a lot of like kind of rapey stuff. Well, there's, but, a, there's a market for that, I guess. But it's a great show. Yeah. Um I have to admit, I have not yet watched Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale because I did start the first episode and I wasn't in the right mindset. Yeah. I, and I think you have to be in the right mood. To, to watch that, and I think I'm going to hunker down like during vacation or something and, and watch it when I don't really have anything going on. Yeah. So I want to be able to pay attention, and um, it seems more serious and the, it kind of a more of a heavier lift. It, start, it starts off super intense, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you don't know what's happening. And I'll, I'll admit, like, I usually don't do this. Um, I had no idea what that show was about. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I when I watched the first episode, I was like, holy fucking shit. What the fuck? And so I uh, I am DB'd it to see like mm. what the plot was. So you kind of you wanted to, to dive a little deeper before actually being told what's going on through the storytelling process. I just wanted to know like what the shit was about because mm. it was so it was like the first episode was kind of confusing mm -hmm. and it was very intense. So, so I did. I did look. I normally won't, wouldn't do that. Like with Ozarks, I didn't do that. Okay. And I loved Ozarks. I know you think that it's just trying to be another Breaking Bad, but it's really not. Okay. Um, but I didn't. I didn't look ahead to see what it was about. I just wanted to watch it, and you know, I just wanted no spoilers. It. Just kind of take it as it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I with the Handmaid's Tale, it was so 
the concept is so out there that I kind of had to look it up. Yeah, I, I'm going to definitely watch that. But I do have to admit there is another Hulu show, oh. Christine, <laughs> on Hulu. You don't have to go look for it. Um, called Future Man. Have uh-huh. you seen any previews for this? Uh-uh. It's hilarious. Oh, it's it, hilarious? It's, it's a very... Uh, it's a very cool play on like a Back to the Future type plot uh-huh. um, set in modern times with like a kind of a goofy guy who plot is a kid in his 20s, still living at home with his parents. He's a janitor for a company that that leads in um, the the research for sexually transmitted diseases and, the, and its cure uh-huh. because the founder has a cold sore that he got in the sixties and now he's trying to create this cure for the, for the, the uh, STD. <laughs> now this kid is also like super into video games and he plays this one video game. That's almost like he's, he's obsessed with it, uh-huh. but it's one of these games you cannot beat. And he gets, he gets teased at the video game store for playing this game because nobody can beat it. And he's like, man, I'll, t- I'll show you one day and I'll, and he does end up beating it. Ultimately spoiler alert. Well, it's the this is the first episode. Oh, okay. I, I'm I'm kind of giving you the rundown on a very very like uh, bullet point version of the show from the first episode, uh-huh. just so you can kind of get up to like what it is. Yeah. Um. And so the guy beats the game, and all of a sudden the the real characters that are in the game just pop out of nowhere, like they they traveled back in time to get this guy who had beat the game because the game was a training tool. In order to find somebody in the past to help them beat the bad guy who the okay. that made the STD. The, so the guy that made the STD like cure ends up curing all diseases. And it makes this this group of people called biotics uh-huh. where they are trying to erase the they're trying to eradicate the human race. Oh, in the shit. future. So yeah. they come back to get this guy who beat this game, which was a training tool in order for them to use that this kid to help destroy the biotics from happening a la Terminator. Holy like, fuck. That sounds great. It, it's so out there. It's so weird and so fun. Like it's just one and of it, these. And gr- you said it's hilarious. Hilarious. It's oh. all like kind of a comedy. Uh-huh. Um, and the guy, the main guy played PETA from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, not To Kill a Mockingbird, but the Mocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mocking or- from uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. yeah. The guy that played PETA is in it. And it's a very adult show. So uh-huh. it's not, it's not for kids. Lots of cussing. Mm-hmm. Like when the people came back, the, the two soldiers came back from, from the future to get this kid mm-hmm. um he, he was masturbating to the female version of the character in the in the video <laughs> game and when they showed up he comes all over the guy that that, that was oh the partner God! all over his chest he's like what the fuck and it, it's just one of these shows it's just a perfect escape it's hilarious good. and uh yeah it's action-packed and it's it's a, it's a good play on like back to the future and terminator and uh you know all these all these different kind of pop culture stuff mashed into one. Yeah, that's very good great. story. Yeah, and lot lots of just fun humor in it. So I think that's like one of my favorite shows right now. Good, that sounds great. I'll have to check that out. Every recommendation you given me has not disappointed. Wow, that's that's saying a lot. Yeah. And if I ever watch Hands Made Tale, maybe I could say the same thing about you. Yeah, maybe I don't or know. Or Game of Thrones. Well, I know you're never going to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, never say never. I, I've been kind of like thinking, well. I got a lot of time coming up with, you know, holiday vacation. Maybe I'll dive into it because now that it's gotten to the point where like next year is the final season. Yeah. I can get all caught up 
and get prepared for like the, the final the season and just watch the end with everybody. Yeah. You know? Well, I tell you, it is it is a good show. It's a lot of storyline. It's there is a lot of people and a lot of families mm-hmm. and a lot of like backstabbing that you kind of have to like follow mm-hmm. so it is definitely one of those shows that you have to pay attention to the relationships and at this point though now that so much time has gone past since the first episode mm-hmm. there's all these websites like these game of Thrones, apedia type websites yeah, 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 yeah. that have all of those like things mapped out for you yes. so i if, you know if i get confused i can just go up onto those now and just you know point to the lineage or whatever and figure out where i'm lost exactly yeah. so thanks internet for the win. That leads me to the next email, actually, because of Game of Thrones. Um, this is from Mike. It says, Brandon, I'd love to hear your top five te- favorite television shows of all time and why you haven't given Game of Thrones a chance. I'm not a fan of fantasy as well, but I'm sure as hell happy I got sucked into Game of Thrones. Amanda, sticking along a similar theme, have you yet watched Mindhunters? It's a Netflix show. Have you watched it yet? I watched the First episode. Okay, we'll get back to that. It's a very smartly done show on Netflix. Smartly? Very be like smart. A, it's a very smart show that Netflix does, or it's a very intelligent show. Smartly? Smartly a word? It's a very smartly done show. Maybe it's a word and we're too dumb. Maybe, Mike. Maybe you're the smart one and we're dumb. <laughs> I'd, I'd also love to hear your top five sitcoms excluded. Okay, that's fair. I think sitcoms, it's kind of hard to, like, rank those in with, like, top TV shows. Yeah, well, god damn it, but one of mine is a sitcom. Oh, is it? Okay. So you actually have, you could, like, rattle off a top five right here? I think so. Okay. So Game of Thrones, definitely for sure. Okay. Um, Thanks to you, Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Um, It's got to be in the top five. Yeah, so one is a sitcom, though. Okay. And it's Parks and Rec. Okay, I, I will give you I will give you that. That's definitely one you could put on. Th- I, that, that, this guy, though, this is the guy is the only one that's putting the stipulation on the no sitcoms. Yeah. So, screw that. I think we're going to have sitcoms, because I have a couple sitcoms in mind, too. Go for it. Okay, so Game of Thrones. Um, wh- what did I say? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. And then Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I, uh, it, it's so hard. It's, yeah, man, it's hard. Because, like, I'm one of those people that will forever love Roseanne. Okay. Well, so, you can you can throw that in there. Yeah, but then there's other shows. There's uh, there's other shows that I like, too. Like, I really enjoyed Ozarks. Okay. Um, But would you, like, uh, this? maybe this will help you decide. Like, if you had a choice between Ozark and Roseanne... On any given day, which would you pick that you'd rather just sit down, plop down on the couch and watch? Ozarks. Really? Over Roseanne? Yeah. Is it because it's newer? N- no, it's because the all the fucked up shit and stuff that goes on. Okay. The only thing that Roseanne has over Ozarks is that they, they have so many more uh, seasons. Yeah. So that would maybe make me lean towards Roseanne if I just wanted to veg out all day. But quality over quantity, you're picking Ozark. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. What about you? Um, Breaking Bad has definitely got to be in the top three mm-hmm. for sure. I really didn't give this too much thought, so bear with me. But yeah. I do think that um, The Office... Is definitely got to be in the top five. Yeah, the because is... it hits every chord for me. Like mm-hmm. the 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 comedy, the drama, the the 
just everything. The whole show is so brilliant, even yeah. all the way up to the end. Like I wasn't really there wasn't a point at which I was like, oh, this season is better or this season shouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. It's almost like every season was just as good, if not better. Um, and it lived up to every other episode. And that's exactly how I feel about Parks and Rec. It hit every note for me. And that one is, I, I kind of consider those two like the same shows. They're because, like sisters. Yes, because you, you're either in the mood for some Michael Scott and John Krasinski, or you're in the mood for, um, what's Chris his name? Pratt. Chris Pratt. or And uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, God. Offerman. Nick yeah. Offerman. Thank you. Yeah. I love that guy, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's, it's like you just, if you want to choose Pepsi or Coke, yeah. you know, it's like one of those types of things for me. Um, so I said, Breaking Bad, Office, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, Family Guy is just one of those shows that will never suck to me. Yeah. There's been better seasons than others, but I just think that it's so nostalgic for me because there was one of those shows that I kind of claimed as my own. Like we've always had the Simpsons. Our parents have always right. had the Simpsons. And this, so I think this is kind of like our generation's Simpsons. Yeah. And it's kind of a nostalgic thing. I remember going, uh, traveling to families' houses during the holidays and escaping them by watching Family Guy. Yeah. You know, and it was just one of the most funniest shows and still is one of the most funny shows. Yeah. Um, let's see. Dexter was a great show up until season four. And I think there are very few shows that I can say like complete seasons are good. And I think Breaking Bad is probably the only one that I've watched that is complete from beginning to end with zero disappointment. See, there was one show that I loved and I don't know why I stopped watching it. It's not like it start it started to suck and maybe it did suck because I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Boardwalk Empire was oh, an yeah. amazing show. That's right. Did they just pull the plug on it? Uh, the, the, you could only tell so much of the story because the main character is a real person. Oh, okay. Um, right. so a- around, I want to say like season four or something, I, and maybe there's only like six or seven seasons. I can't remember, but I just, I got sucked into other shows. And so I stopped watching Boardwalk Empire because I had so much piled up. Mm-hmm. So that's one that I definitely want to go back to and watch the rest of. That was on HBO, Christine. So you don't have oh, to Google yes. that one either. Yes, that was, it was on <laughs> HBO. Um, and, you know, one of my all-time faves, and I think it's just a nostalgia thing for me, is Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers and Seinfeld, I think, are are all kind of lumped into that same yeah. nostalgia. Um we're talking about the premium TV channels and their their series now uh, with Game of Thrones and uh, Boardwalk Empire on Stars. They just released a new season uh, just this last year called American Gods. Oh, yeah. You really like that Love show. Love that show. It's, it's kind of like set in a mythical world where there are actual like old gods and new gods from actual like biblical times living amongst us mm-hmm. and, you know, influencing us and stuff. Really cool if you're into that kind of mythology and stuff, hmm. really cool story, but the imagery and the way they're telling the story is just so good. Have you watched, I've heard really good things about the show and it's on Netflix, but I haven't watched it yet called Black Mirror, I think it's called. I have not watched it, but I do know that the actress plays every single character in the show. 
Holy right? Shit. I, I think that I think we're talking about the same show. It's where there's lots of technology involved. Yeah, and they're like clones, basically. Yeah. They're all clones, and the one actress plays all of the characters. Holy shit. Yeah, so uh, it's one that I, I've i been told a lot of good things about, but it just kind of has yeah. gone to the wayside. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Robot is kind of in that wheelhouse um, for me. I, I loved the, the first two seasons, mm-hmm. but you kind of got to be in the mood for it. It's very dark and ominous, and yeah. that's on USA Christine, so you don't have to Google that one either. Um, and it's got this; it's got Christian Slater in it, and oh. and uh, Rami Malek is 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 uh, kind of becoming a household name because of this show. Um, it's it's kind of set like a bunch of hackers are basically mm-hmm. taking over the world and um, taking overrunning governments and things. And it's it's very Y two K ish. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. I think you gotta you got to be in the mood for it. Dark, ominous, and kind of more of a heady show. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, West, uh, Westworld. Yeah, I, I remember. So my old man really liked that show. I never watched it just because I was doing other stuff and just didn't sit down to watch it. So good. Lots of sex, lots yeah. of violence. It's I don't know if you remember the plot, but it's um, it's this place that people pay a lot of money go- to go to where it's like this simulated world yeah. where all of the all of, it's almost like an amusement park uh-huh. in the Wild West. But you can like fuck the prostitutes. You can kill people. You can rob. You can either be a good guy or a bad guy. You can take your family or you don't. So it's like if you were to go into the Wild West version of um, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. Very similar to that. There's a book, and they're going to be making a movie. I think uh, Spielberg's going to be directing it uh, called Ready Player One. Oh, they already have promos for it. It's already it's going to be out, I think, next spring or something. Yeah, it, it sounds very similar to that. I have the book I've been – my whole plan, you know, when I come up with my stupid routines was, you know, I'm going to do some stretching. I'm going to take a hot shower every night. I'm going to – not be on my phone and I'm going to read a book and the book that's been on my bedside table is ready player one. And I've oh. gotten through like the first chapter. So good. Yeah. But I just kind of set it aside. Um, the other show I was going to ask you about if you've watched and it's on Netflix, Christine, Christine. Um, and I think there's only two seasons of it is master of none. Oh, is that the is that the one with uh, Aziz and Aziz Ansari? Yeah, yeah. I, I've watched the. It's it's kind of like a Louis C.K. type of show where it's depressingly funny, right? Kind of no, more real world type of stuff. Um, it's not really depressing. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Okay. Um, it's funny, and it's it, it's about him and his best friend, mm-hmm. and then um his. So the the cool thing about it is. His re- the people that play his parents in the show are actually his real parents. Oh, that's funny. And his best friend, who's this um, black lesbian girl that plays his best friend in the show, is actually his best friend. So it's so, loosely based on his real life. Yeah, right? it's basically the story of him kind of growing up and how and um, it, his parents adapting to you know the culture. Because they immigrated from India. I think so. I don't want to say the wrong country, but the Middle East somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, yeah but I should Google that. Yeah, go ahead and Google that. But yeah, so, uh, it, you know, and then how he is trying to be part of American culture and all that and his parents trying to understand. And um, he was hilarious in um, 
Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, he was. That's kind of how he got his start, right? And then he did the. He also did his. Um, what's it called? Stand-up comedy. Yeah, he has an He's hour. Hilarious. Yeah, he, he has an hour on um, on a Netflix uh, comedy show. He also has a book I um, got on Audible. I can't remember the name of it, but at any rate, where am I from? And hmm. <laughs> Z's. I'm sorry. I had a dream about him that um, we were in love, and it was really special. Really? Yeah. But we were in some weird cyber cyber world, and I started getting all these, like... Uh, India. Mm, you're right. India. Okay, you're right. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Master of None, it's really good. It's not depressing at all. Well, I mean... Well, don't, 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 don't start the, the story about your dream and just cut it off. Oh, story. Uh, yeah, we were in love, but we were in this weird, like, techno, weird kind of, like... Um, no, it was like a post-apocalyptic kind of industrial type of world, like Tron. Um, where everything was lit up. No, kind of like Terminator-ishy feeling, or a Total Recall. Oh, okay. Kind of feeling. All right. And I don't know what happened, but I got exposed to some sort of something fucked up, and I just remember <laughs> like lifting my shirt up, and I had like all this like mold and shit Ew. all over me. So if you were if you were a, a Game of Thrones fan, you would get the reference when I said it was like I had grayscale. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I don't know, and and then I don't know what the fuck happened. The the dream ended, but we were in love, and he was really sweet. And Aww. I loved him. Even he loved you, even though you had a moldy stomach. <laughs> well, that's he was trying love. to get me help. Oh, okay. That's that's good. You know what's weird is since since I've been on um, antidepressants, my dreams have been so fucking crazy, really? and they make they make absolutely no sense. And they're so detailed. Um, you know, I usually can't remember them the next day. Mm -hmm. But during the dream, it's just like this fucked up crazy. It's almost like I feel like I'm living in another life. Mm -hmm. It's like <laughs> it, Some... sound, it sounds crazy, but it's it's like when I go to sleep, I'm going into a portal to a different dimension. I, I was just about to say that some believe that when you go into deep sleep, you're accessing other realms or not necessarily realms, but other dimensions. Um, either it's in the spirit world or even uh, parallel dimensions. Um, I have a recurring dream that I always go to the same place and it's almost like a paradise, but it's always nighttime. Mm -hmm. um, the waves of uh, there's always an ocean or some sort of large body of water. Um, and there's a lot of people around for whatever reason. It's always people like that. I remember from school mm -hmm. um, from when I went to school or people that I've just randomly passed by throughout time. Like I can always recognize them is basically what I'm getting at. And mm -hmm. um it's like this, it's like this resort, almost like a seaside resort that I go to. It's always nighttime, and there's always a big body of water, and I'm always trying to get somewhere. And it's it's it's, it's a very like it's almost like what you said. You're going into this portal yeah. to another place, and then it leads into this most bizarre, fucked up situations that I've ever experienced before. And I always thought it was um, 
that it was weird, but now that I've quit drinking, mm-hmm. um, or I'm taking this year sober challenge type of thing, yeah. um, the, 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 just, I don't know what it is, but I, I really think there's, you're tapping into something and I know that some would say this is totally mumbo jumbo, yeah, but what yeah. you're experiencing, I think is very real. Yeah. Well, I've talked to my sister about it when we were younger and, um, it still happens to this day. I have like a dream map. I can, I can tell you like, oh, I know that I'm in this part of my dream world because, um, I'm at this crazy craggly Oceanside Road that I have to drive through. And I know when I get to downhill, we're going to have to drive through some water. And so it's like I know what to expect. And I it, it's weird. And I do not know how to de- describe it. But I feel like I could almost take a piece of paper and draw out a map of the places that I go in my mm-hmm. dream and it's just there's something recurring there. Both yeah. of our dreams, water, maybe yeah. there, maybe there's some sort of like connection with this portal place in our dreams and water. I don't know. I think we should, we should look into this some more. This is yeah. interesting stuff it's, to me. It's fucking crazy. And yeah. Uh, since, yeah, since I've been, you know, dealing with my anxiety and stuff, um, it's just, it, it's so weird to me. It, it's, like no other types of dreams. I mean, I've always had detailed dreams and like I remember specific nightmares from when I was younger, um, you know, with like sharks and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I remember specific dreams. Um, but now it's almost like every night I have these really fucked up, crazy lucid dreams. And like last night, my dream, the only reason I knew I was in a dream is because for some reason, whenever I'm having this anxiety dream, I'm always trying to drive a car from the back seat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then like it's so it's treacherous and, and dangerous. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and it's, you just feel like you're you're powerless, right? Yeah. You're, you don't have you're any like control. Totally out of control. Yeah. Wow. But that's how it, when that starts to happen in my dream, that's a, I'm like, oh, I'm in a dream. Okay, wake yeah. up, wake up. Now, I'm sure we can get into the chemistry and everything of why you might be having more dreams or more bizarre dreams because, you know, you're changing chemical balances within your brain and your body. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're probably digging things up while you're while you're going through your therapy that yeah. might open up some doors or other passages within your brain. Um, but, you know, when you when you. Do you still get your night terrors? Like you mentioned that you, that was a reaction to one of your medications. But since I've stopped that medication, I have not had a night terror. That's good. Yeah. So you're sleeping better and, you, and that's why you're able to get into these deeper sleeps, right? Yeah. Also, and my psychiatrist prescribed me something to help me sleep. So it helps me sleep soundly for like three hours. And then about three hours, I'll wake up, I'll check the clock go to the bathroom if I have to or whatever, roll over. I'm I'm constantly checking to see what time it is because I don't want to be late to work. That unfortunately <laughs> is something you'll never shake unless, you know, we ever get a different job, I think. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever gonna shake that. Yeah. I will there'll be nights where I'll wake up every hour. Yeah. And of course I'll check my phone knowing that I've only been asleep for an hour. But yeah, once you're late, once the the fear of of being late again is like the worst thing it is. that will it haunt is you. The worst. It will haunt you. And yeah. checking, yeah, checking the time, unfortunately, is just never going to stop. No. Um, 
well, I'm glad you're getting better sleep. And yeah, but and maybe these. May, have you thought about like keeping a dream journal so to maybe like? Track? I should. Yeah, I should. That 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 would be something. I've I've heard about doing that before. Mm-hmm. I've always looked into um, dream interpretation, mm-hmm. uh, like dream dictionary type of things. It's interesting. Yeah, because a lot of it, 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 you know, it's a lot like astrology, where there's certain interpretations that can be taken that are so broad that it's like, oh, you know, that could mean anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. But there are sometimes some scary uh, connections to these dream interpretations and, and stuff that you're going through in your real life that are manifesting themselves within your dreams Yeah, can help you figure things out. But you're saying that you can, like, draw a map of places that you go within your dreams? I could probably map it out if I took if I took... If I had a whole day to sit down and like think about my dreams, I could I could map it out. That would be really interesting. And it might only make sense to you. Oh, but, probably, yeah. But if you like actually had your dream journal and you had your map and then you can go through like with everything, this this type of thing would come with uh, discipline, you know, because mm-hmm. you got to make the time to sit down, write it out. Even if it's just something like on your phone, you just type it out real quick. Mm-hmm. But if you can, like, draw correlations to the certain things that are going on in your dreams and be like, this happened here, this happened here, you might be able to, like, really figure, I don't know, it sounds like really transcendental type of thing. <laughs> you, know, me, you know, um, so I don't know, because I I don't know how many, like, Pixar movies and stuff you watched. But did I love you, them all. Did you watch Inside Out? Loved it. Okay, so you know when they're showing all the different worlds for her memories? Yes, that, like the different amusement parks or islands. Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of like what I could draw out for, oh. for my my dream map. Interesting, it would be, it okay. It would be like that. That's pretty cool. Um, but one thing I wanted to tell you, so talking to my psychiatrist, um, the the so not too long ago, earlier in the year, when I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and was like totally stressed out, I thought I had this wonderful idea that I would take an edible gunny, gummy bear. Like weed laced with yeah. medicinal weed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of indica, because indica is supposed to be the like calm you down one. It's the downer one. Yeah. It's right? the one you usually, it's the nighttime version. Yeah. Yeah. But I have always had a fucking horrible experience with weed like i go to outer space and it's the work you want to crawl out of your skin you're you're in the corner shaking type of thing I, my brain is not connected to my body anymore I some people I, like weed for that reason yeah well i think that i have died oh okay i'm in this like um this perpetual like uh you feel like you're in stasis I, i'm or... in like a repeat like i'm in a loop yeah and it's fucking horrible That's some good weed <laughs> well, I so I took the I I took the edible the gummy bear, but I probably should have only taken half of it. And like a normal size gummy so, bear, right? So it was it was a edible thing, a pack of four, right? Mm-hmm. And so you just take one or whatever. But I probably should have just bitten off the, like the tip of one, just because, the tip. Yeah, I don't ever smoke weed, mm-hmm. and edibles hit you a lot harder. Well, and they just, take longer, so you're thinking, oh, I'm totally fine. I'll have another piece. And Oh, uh, uh, no, it hit me pretty much right away, and I was fucked up. And then I was listening to somebody, 
I can't remember which, I think it was Nick Swartzen talked about, I think it was him on Joe Rogan's experience, that podcast Mm -hmm. was talking about this um, thing. And when he started talking about it, it blew my mind because it's exactly what I feel like when I um, get super high, there's this Nietzsche theory called the eternal recurrence Mm -hmm. where time is endless and so and and it's like a pen on a pendulum so like you experience all this stuff and then you're gonna go back and you're gonna experience all it again and like you could be that's why i try to be kind to everybody because i'm like well what if i come back as that homeless bum you know right right because there there's infinite possibilities of reincarnation mm-hmm. and time and expansion mm-hmm. and so it fucks me up really bad because it you put your, me. you put yourself in that mindset that you're just basically spiraling and, and i get in that mindset that when i because what happened is i had an extreme panic attack when i had that edible and That's so no and and so it was just bad and so it still fucks me up and i'm still trying to talk to my um, psychiatrist about it because one of the things is that fucks me up and she keeps trying to remind me i is uh, and i don't want to get emotional but um you know time is liquid you can't hold on to it and so watching your kid grow up is like it's so horrible because you know you're not going to be with them for forever but she was like you are going to be with them forever these mm-hmm. are just your you know your your vehicles or your, your vessels or whatever however she puts it she's like you get your souls are connected for forever mm-hmm. and you're always going to be together and i keep trying to remind myself of that but when i get into that panic you know anxiety mode yeah it's just like ugh. and unfortunately my kid also has well i've told you and i've said on the regular show he's talked about his past lives now and he talked about past lives when he was like two Mm -hmm. and so it's definitely an empath of some sort like he's sensitive to Uh, for sure energy and yeah and so it fucks me up when he starts talking about that and he starts crying about because he knows that he's the youngest in the family so then he gets sensitive about he doesn't want to be alone and all this stuff and i keep trying to tell him like i'll always be in your heart and i like i'm always going to be with you it's just like it's so it's so fucked up. It's fucked up thing to to have to talk about with your what now six year old, six and a half year old. Yeah, yeah, but then at two, the same thing. Like he's saying, he's being afraid of being alone because he knows that death is imminent. And yeah, like, well, that's and a little he, heavy for a two year old. And he would tell me about his other family, and he had names and like how they died and his brothers and everything it was like it was fucking crazy i should have written it down Mm -hmm. i think i wrote a facebook post on it so every once in a while it'll come up in my time hop thing um or you know on facebook where i'll tell you on two years ago yeah Yeah. but yeah it just fucks me up and i just i just want to stay with him forever i think you would definitely benefit from going and seeing an energy worker yeah we've talked about that before um, let me let me pull up the information that i've got because i find no harm in pimping these folks out because they are just amazing but sierra of intuitive integration mm-hmm. if you just go to facebook and go sierra intuitive integration yeah that's the one that she's the one that i've worked with the most 
Um, but she actually works out of a um, um, a business where there's kind of a collective of folks that are doing energy work. Uh-huh. So I don't think that you need to necessarily just go see her, but there's a lot of other people there that uh, that do this stuff. Let me try to find their website here. Yeah. So my um, my I told told you I've been going to a trainer. Her name's Molly. Um, and she works out of kind of like a collective too. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, her things dig in wellness and, um, she is a fit fitness coach, but she's also more of a wellness coach. And so, um, she's been talking to me. I mean, if it's not, if you're into it, she'll talk to you about it. If you're not into it, she won't bother you with it. Right. But she was explaining to me the different types of chakras mm-hmm. and, like at what ages we build those chakras and it blew my fucking mind because the chakra for like one to four is your security um, chakra Mm -hmm. and it's like your root chakra. That's right. And uh, it's no wonder that I'm so fucked up because those, those first five years of my life, there's no security, mm-hmm. no, 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 nothing. Yeah. And so she was, she was talking to me about that. And, um, so I appreciate that not only like I go to her and she helps strength train me and everything, but she also can talk to me about these, these things that help me kind of understand my, my physical, mental and like body, spiritual wellness all together. There's definitely something happening. Like there's, there's, an event going on where we as humans are becoming a lot more aware mm-hmm. of who we are and where we stand. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's, we're, we're, be, we're getting to the point where we're understanding more what's going on inside of our bodies physically, metaphysically, and, and, uh, psychologically. We're waking up. We are in a sense. And, to understand where your chakras are and understand how they all land and lie and mm-hmm. to be able to focus certain energy in certain places is 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 it's really groundbreaking stuff that's actually proving to be a uh, very effective and there's the place that I was talking about where Sierra works at is a positive practice metaphysical store and it's on Fulton Avenue in Sacramento it's Oh it's, that's that's pretty close. Hop, skip, and a jump if you're yeah. in the Sacramento area. Um, but they're all of them are amazing people, and they do nothing but this type of work with the type of uh, type of um, welcomeness, like the same type of way that your your um, personal trainer is doing it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, keep an open mind. Don't you don't have to believe this. This isn't pre. We're not preaching to you. Yeah, take it as it is. You know, if in part of this type of work. You, you kind of have to be ready for it. You kind of have to yeah. be welcome to it. If it's for you, it's for you. If not, it's just going to go in one ear, not the other. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But, but if, if it feels like you have some sort of misalignment going on, like what you're talking about with your chakras not mm-hmm. being all there, yeah. like uh, Reiki is one of those things that helps Absolutely. you really like fine tune your your energy flow and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's some some serious therapy that's worked for me over the last couple of years and Mm -hmm. i feel like i've grown a lot as a person yeah from doing that type of work so yeah because i i know i've talked a lot on the show about depression and anxiety and stuff but 
have have you battled with that or is it more like an anxiety thing or are you just oh like, i'm i'm battling depression as we speak i think yeah. it's just something that's been rooted in me since i was born yeah. um what i've learned is i have some pretty severe separation issues because we go talking about previous lives and stuff uh-huh. i was abandoned i was a an orphan uh-huh. i was abandoned multiple times and uh-huh. So I, I've always had that fear of being alone and, mm-hmm. and, uh, depression kind of is an outlier of all of that, but you know, I've, I've, I constantly battle it every single day and yeah. it's, it's just one of those things. Like I have my good days and I have my bad. Um, I have found that medication doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I've tried two different types of medications and what I found was that once I eliminated alcohol from my system, I was able to really figure some things out and I felt that the medication was only inhibiting me. I mm-hmm. didn't feel any progress happening mm-hmm. when I took it. It's just, and it, and I, I never really believed in it kind of like you did before you, you actually reached out and talked about it with your doctor. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you, when you get rid of that stigma, there's a place for it. I really do think that me- there, there are certain medications that do amazing things for people, but it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. So I gave it a shot and it just kind of made me feel like my head was in a cloud all the time and I didn't um, feel, yeah. you can't, you can't progress. You can't evolve. You can't do anything if you're just feeling like a floating balloon all the time. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's been such a long journey to find one that actually is working for mm. me. And I feel like I finally found that one. And I, and also going to a psychiatrist instead of just going to my general practitioner made a night and day difference. The last time I saw her and I told her um, about, so I have what they call intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. So it's like the worst thing you can think about, you know, like we've talked about it before in the last Awfulizing things, right? Awfulizing everything. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm, in the kitchen making dinner, I have this super sharp knife. I could just stab myself right in the stomach. What was that called? What were we, wasn't there another name? Uh, filling the void. Filling the void, something, like, something that. like that. Yeah. But also just other horrible fucking fucked up things, mm-hmm. you know, and it's intrusive. And the more it, it, it and the more anxiety you have, it, it can start to get worse and worse and worse. And she was explaining to me that it's a form of OCD now, OCD is not necessarily people often mischaracterize it as just being like I have to have everything perfect perfect. I have to open and close the door three times. And I have to have these certain routines and I have to wash my hands a billion times. And I I will say there are some like things, what about Bob? Right, right, exactly. That's to the extreme, but yeah. but but the intrusive thoughts can be a part of the OCD, and so she's looking to she's looking to help me with that and there are certain things that uh, make me feel better like if I do make my bed every day or I do have like certain routines every day it does make me feel more secure Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like I'm in control it's personal victories yeah and it's also I think what contributed in my younger ages I I still battle with it I'm I'm not going to lie but um, the controlling and restricting my eating is a very um it goes hand in hand with Mm. ocd because it's a control thing and it's an it's something you can obsess over and so after i had 
the my last meeting with her, it was I couldn't stop crying. I like I hugged her and I couldn't stop crying because it was just like, oh my gosh, somebody gets me. I I, I finally felt like somebody's actually gonna help me, you know, because it's been almost two years that I've been dealing with this. It was I'm, almost like a breakthrough. Yeah, finally, finally. Somebody gets me and she's like, email me anytime you, you know, you have any questions, anything Good. going on. And, and then, um, I'm also going to make an, uh, an appointment. Well, I have an appointment with my talk therapist too. So, Good. you know, I'm feeling like I'm going in that right, right direction finally, but God damn, has it been a fight? It's a fucking fight. You know, it, and it's not, it's not, I thought when I reached out for help with my doctor, that it was just going to be like, okay, here's these pills. You're going to adjust to them for a couple of weeks, and then you're going to start to feel great, and everything's going to be better. And then when you, you know, feel sad, go talk to your therapist. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was going to be. Oh no, it has not been that at all. It has been a fucking battle. Mm-hmm. And but I'm, I, I feel like I'm coming, I, I'm coming to like the top of the mountain. You know, good. And, or at least you you are able to see past the clouds, past the yeah. fog. Like you're you're able to actually sense progress, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. I'm definitely sensing progress, and it's just been you know I can understand how people can get. We had a letter writer write in saying like how hopeless she felt, and I can I totally relate to that because sometimes it just feels like it's never ending. Mm-hmm. You have to just keep. That's why they call it a journey. Yeah. You know, it's all about, it is a fight. It's, it's something like a battle, battling depression. There's no magic pill. There's nothing that's going to, there's nothing anybody can say to alleviate any of your insecurities that that's all on you. Like you're your own worst critic. If you, if you get inside your head, there's nothing that anybody can say to get you out of it. Unless, you know, it's something that's like, oh yeah, like you can put a bandaid on 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 any type of insecurities that you have or any depression that you've got but until you actually face it head on and and find that that person that therapist that you've got yeah. that can help you pull pull yourself out of that fog and that's why it's so good to have some sort of open line of communication with whoever you know? well yeah and i also think it's good to have a a, a group of support team you know so like what you were saying you know you have this spiritual wellness um group Mm -hmm. and so for me i would love to add that into my into my group of healers you can have you can't surround you can never surround yourself with too much positivity yeah what i was trying to say yeah (laughs) yeah but you know to have a, a support group I mean, that doesn't just have to be your friends and family. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a therapist, a psychiatrist, a energy healer. Or a podcast. A yo- or a podcast. Like an escape. And, and you know what? And that is exactly true. Because when I was, so when I was really, really bad about a year and a half ago, and I was getting to the point where I was having, I wasn't suicidal, but I was having suicidal thoughts. And I knew that when I was starting starting to have those thoughts that this, I have to get this shit under control because this is not, this is not okay. No. Um, and what got me through until I was able to like start getting in on into the doctor and all that stuff is I did start listening to my favorite murder 
and I binged the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, it's horrible sometimes, but there's there are some days where on the weekends I just want to just lay in bed. Yeah, no, it's, that's normal. If you're if you're battling any sort of depression, yeah, that's a totally normal feeling. And so, uh, and I binged um, my favorite murder, and then the next thing, when I was done, when I was caught up with that, I binged Parks and Rec, and I swear to God, those two things like kept me afloat mm-hmm. for as long as I was able to binge those. Yeah, and. I still sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll go back to Parks and Rec because it's one of those shows you just put back on and, you know, it's it's such a great show. Yeah. But that those really helped me with the depression, just having those releases. It's becoming harder and harder to find a release or a relief or an escape through any sort of the media because we're inundated with so much negativity mm-hmm. and you know we, we were talking about tv shows and movies and stuff and mm-hmm. now we're learning about all these terrible things that all these actors and people that we look up to Ugh. either went through or put pe- people through yeah you know it's it's almost like the world around us is kind of caving in mm-hmm. and we're just trying to stay afloat but i i what we only thing we can do is just keep seeking out those those positive people and things that keep pulling us out of those feelings of despair and yeah. keep fighting the good fight. Well, and I think that's why the the shows um, on you know like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff that keep coming back like the Cheers yeah. and Golden Girls Seinfeld. and Seinfeld and all those things. I think that's why those are so po- popular right now. Absolutely, because it does give you that release that w- that we don't necessarily totally have on you know regular TV. normal day there, TV. there yeah. are some good sitcoms out there but the, it's you know it's also that nostalgia feeling to, to make yeah. you feel like oh i remember the good old days oh uh, the good old days well i i'm glad that you have finally kind of reached a breakthrough moment with your, yeah. with your therapy and stuff that's really yeah cool. for sure um hopefully it's been some sort of help hearing us talk that through so far but <laughs> yeah. we'll definitely bring this up uh more uh, but this this brought up um, this email that kind of mirrors what we've been discussing, and I want to bring it up, but it's kind of sad. So I think this will probably take us through the rest of the podcast. Okay. Um, so maybe you can help me tackle it. It's from Girl Who Thinks Too Fucking Much. Oh. Can you relate already? Yes. All right. Yeah. The girl says, I'm a P1 maggot, very loyal listener for as long as I can recall. Rad Radio has kept me company through many things and has just become what I listen to, whether I'm playing it live or the same segments online for the millionth time. So she's using our show as an escape. Very flattering. So it was a great it was great news to hear y'all were adding more content. Another 30 minutes or so I get per week. Well, this one's gonna be a long one. It's already over an hour. Oh, really? They're, we're just getting they're just becoming longer and longer because we're just getting better and better at it. Um That's fine. Yeah. Let's see. Burr, 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 burr. Half hour, 30 minutes to go. I'll take it happily. Giggity. Mm-hmm. It is also nice to hear the perspective of people who are around my age. 33. Uh, I know. Now, 33. That's totally normal. Yeah, I'm, that's, you're what? I'm 30, almost 37. Oh my God. That's old. 33 is nothing. Um, Aren't you 33? No, I'll be 32 in April. Oh. I'm only 31 right now. 
Wow. Uh, La-dee-da. I, like nice. I feel like I'm 61. <laughs> uh, the question goes out to the both of y'all, but as I'm a girl, maybe more specifically answered by Amanda. I'm a beautiful woman, smart, and can be funny. People always like me, and I do consider myself lucky to know all of this. However, she's self-aware. That's good. Mm-hmm. However, I cannot seem to shake my low self-esteem. Perhaps it is not even low self-esteem more than it is I seem to always think the worst. Example, my boyfriend says he loves me, but what if he gets back with his ex and leaves me? That is negative thinking. I can tell myself it's all in my head, yet I continue to think about it and allow it to affect me. How do I eliminate this? I'm a very logical person, so why can't I seem to get this logic to seep into my brain for more than an hour or two? I will tell myself I know it is all in my head, and then two hours later, after thinking entirely too much, I've gone off the rails and I'm irritated and down in the dumps. I know I'm better than this. How do I make it stick? Thank you for reading this and even more so for any advice y'all got for me. Lots of love, girl who thinks too fucking much. Um, she mentioned some stuff that's not necessarily prevalent to the story, but she did send a, a picture of her and she's just gorgeous. Oh my gosh, she is totally gorgeous. She's beautiful. Like she, uh, wow! Yeah. Stunningly beautiful. Stunningly beautiful girl who thinks too fucking much. Um. So, you know, I mentioned OCD earlier, mm-hmm. and um, that can be obsessive, compulsive thoughts. Kind of like what she's doing. Yeah, it sounds like obsessing that's over things that aren't necessarily there. Yeah, or going to the worst case scenario thinking that I do that also. Um there's a type of therapy that you can look up. Man, and I wish I had the doctor's name. It's in my car. Her name's Laura something. Um but it Email us, <laughs> rad at radradio.com, if you want that information. Maybe Amanda will take it out of her car and email you back. Well, I have it on a post-it note. Um, uh, but she's a cognitive behavioral therapist that specializes in OCD. Interesting. So, um, I'll give you this email so you can you can email her. But oh yeah, here I'll, yeah, I'll email her. But there is um, there are therapists that will do cognitive behavioral behavioral stuff because that's that's what that is that's just your brain replaying that loop and going into the worst case worst case worst case even though you know you're beautiful you're funny you you're a catch she's all she's totally self-aware yeah you can tell in her email yeah so she's just suffering from the normal everyday depression ocd type of behavior that that we all go through. Yeah. When, and, and I think it's common. I don't know if it's common for guys as much as it is for girls, but I am a total overthinker. Like yesterday, we recorded the um, the six uncensored sixth hour. Mm-hmm. And in that podcast, I cussed at Rob a lot. Oh, okay. Um, Even though it's the six hour and we are allowed to be uncensored. And, yeah, yeah, but I cussed at him a lot. And so when I was driving home, I sent him a box and I'm like, Rob, I just want you to know, I know that I I, I, I totally appreciate that you let me go get my son early. But I just want you to know, like, I I didn't, didn't mean any disrespect by uh, cussing at you. I, I love you. You're my boss. I respect you. You know, I was just joking around, but that's one of those things where it's like I'm just over 
I'm overthinking it. Yeah. You know, um, but until I said it, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I would not have stopped thinking about it. And of course he replied back and he's like, you're dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you shut know? up. Yeah. Shut up. So do you think that, uh, she did, she does mention that she has a boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, and she mentioned a specific example where she thinks, oh no, what's going to happen if my boyfriend leaves me for his ex? Mm-hmm. Is this something that he can like have, like, I would think that this could be something that she could bring up to her boyfriend Maybe for reassurance. Maybe this is something that she needs a little bit more uh, positive reinforcement or some more type of affection that she's lacking. Like, is this something that she could talk to her boyfriend about? Absolutely. And I, you know, I know I bang this to death or whatever. What is it? Whatever. It's Beat called. the dead horse. Yeah. Um, but it, it might be helpful helpful for her and her boyfriend to do. Um, the five love languages. That's a good idea. There's a quiz that you can do online. Just look up the five love languages and then you answer. It's kind of like, I think maybe 40 questions. So it's in depth questions, but then at the end it gives you the type of love language that you are. So that way your significant other can uh, understand the way you need to receive love. And then you can understand the way they need to receive love so that you can go back and forth and and reassure each other in the kinds of ways that are meaningful for them. Mm-hmm. Because for some people, like, like my old man, I can say, I love you a million times a day, and it doesn't mean as much to him as if I go get him a burrito. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or... Um, it's just the way you guys communicate. Yeah. And that's I think that's what's great about that love language quiz mm-hmm. is that you can really figure out w- the way to communicate to each other. Um, so that w- would definitely be helpful for, for them, especially with that type of example. Yeah. But I think that what the letter writer should really do is just take a second, take a deep breath and realize that what you're thinking, what you're going through is totally normal. Yes. And you're self-aware of it, which is good because a lot of people aren't. A lot mm-hmm. of people just just dwell and it'll tear them apart. But yeah. she, she clearly knows that this is just something that she, that's just nagging at her yeah. and it's totally normal. And I think that also it kind of, it's kind of natural for this time in our life, like early thirties, yes. you're getting to that point where you're looking ahead and the future is, is a lot more important than yes. it was when you were in your 20s because in your 20s you could be so carefree. Yeah. You can just, you know, party it up and not really worry. Exactly. We don't know. I don't. She didn't say if, uh, she had any kids or anything, but it's that time. It's that yeah. time where you think about where am I going to be in 10 years? How, am I going to be able to afford this and, you know, yeah. career? Am I doing... <laughs> it, retirement even. And, and what I'm doing in my life right now, is it the right thing that I to do? Like, yeah. it, am I on the right path? Like, there's so many questions mm-hmm. and you know i i know for sure mortality was something that that came to mind a lot like mm-hmm. you think about death a lot more oh yeah i'm not trying to be morbid or anything but i just think that this, that this time this is the time in our lives where we're getting to the point where we're really trying to figure things out yeah and 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 she may have always been that way totally but um, it's just hitting her a lot harder now hitting, right yeah it's hitting her harder and she she may you know i wonder if she has some abandonment issues if she's worried about that her boyfriend's going to leave her for the the um the ex. the ex yeah so but then there might be something else 
that that she's insecure about that she hasn't even mentioned in the letter yes. that she just needs to deal figure with. out, deal with or get yeah. out. I don't want to be insensitive and say, just get over it. But there might be some things where you just need to kind of go, okay, this is the way it is. Now he's either going to love me for who I am or he's not the right one, you know? Yeah. So, well, and some of that comes with just, I mean, I, I know she's, she says that she thinks that she's attractive and she's funny and blah, blah, blah. But which can all be true. You can think that all about yourself, but you can still lack inner confidence. Mm-hmm. And that's where those insecurities start to come in. Because that might be her shield. That might be her way of saying, I have everything in control. I I put myself together almost yeah. like this is my mask. This is my armor. Mm-hmm. But really deep inside, there's there's something I'm going insecure. on. Insecure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I'll definitely. The behavioral this, specialist? Is that? It's a cognitive, cognitive behavioral specialist. And this particular doctor um, deals with OCD. Okay. So, and I think that that would help her with her like overthinking and obsessive thinking. And stuff so this like is, that. this is a, this is an idea for anybody else who might be feeling the same way and they just need somebody to talk to. This mm-hmm. is a place they can go. Yeah. And I'll keep this email, cool. email her to let her, um, if, if that would help her. Yeah. So. Well, I hope that helped a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's see. I want to end on a kind of a fun one here. Hmm. Hey, you got a, a lot this time. Yeah, you know, and I'm just trying to make sure that I'm I'm covering the things that are like more time sensitive. Like I felt like we needed to read that that email for sure because she needed some help, and yeah, we just happened to be talking about the uh, the uh, depression and all that. So yeah. let me see. I guess I should have prepared for this. But this is what's so great about the podcast. You just kind of freewheel it. And yeah. Whatever. And that's that's what I like about um, it. We're do, just, we just get to hang out. Yeah. Hmm. All right, here we go. Let's end, let's end on a sex letter. Ah, oh, yeah. That's always the best. Let's get it out. All right. Uh, this one is, I'm going to keep it anonymous. Okay. Says, hey, Brandon and Amanda, first off, I just want to thank you guys for wanting to do these podcasts. Well, we do want to do them now. We I don't do. know if we necessarily wanted to do them before when we were told you got to do extra work. But now I think they're pretty fun. Right? They, yeah, they, they are fun. fun. I mean, we had the idea, but yeah. the extra work didn't that wasn't the sa- most sound like appealing thing. No, no but, but it, it, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Now it's just like, oh, we get to hang out and chit chat. That's yeah. cool. To be to be quite honest, I think this is this is becoming a little bit more fun than the regular show because the regular show is still like work. You well, know, it's kind of partly yeah. work. Yeah, it's it, it's different. This is a lot more laid back. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, so I've listened to both of them. So this is before we did. This is a little bit of an older letter. So we currently have at, at the time of this recording, we have three episodes. Uh, this person listened to only the first two. Um, so it says, bah, 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 bah. it's a great whole new perspective on what goes on in the world of Rad Show. Secondly, I want to mention real quick about a Dr. Brandon letter you got about the couple who was looking for advice on welping, welcoming other people into their relationship. I wonder whatever happened to that. If, they, yeah. if, they, if they're listening, if they hear this, I hope they write us back and, and let us know how it all worked out for them because I'd be interesting to hear. And didn't we, uh, didn't we say it was Dr. Prod? That's right. Not Dr. Brandon. It's yeah. Dr. Prod. Get it right there. No name. <laughs> um, 
Ah, there we go. When listening to you guys talk about advice for them, I was relating to what I go through. For most of my life, I have kept a secret about myself, and I feel like I can tell you guys. I'm a male crossdresser, and it's mostly a fantasy, but once I've gotten really close of going through with using online sites to hook up with people as a crossdresser, I still have not done it, but Brandon mentioned that it's okay if uh, things stay as a fantasy, and hearing you say that made me feel better about not trying to get out there and jumping right into it. I feel better off that we will be that it will be a fantasy, and I really want to thank you guys. Oh, so that's that's one thing that I have learned through all of my sexual shenanigans mm-hmm. and journey and um, experiences is that there are some things that are better left as a fantasy because oh, yeah, there there when it comes to sex, there's so much more involved than just whipping it out or you know hooking up. Kissing, like all these things have elements of of personal and mental uh, stimulations Mm -hmm. and they can always they can vary from being positive and negative. Um, And with this particular kink that this guy's into cross dressing, Mm -hmm. dressing up like a woman. Yeah, there's so much stigma and negativity that still kind of surrounds it, even though that transgenderism is becoming more prevalent Mm -hmm. and accepted um, and understood cross-dressing is just kind of like, a, what are you doing that? You're, you're a man. Like, pick pick a whole type of thing. But I'll tell you from experience that there, I I, I know personally people that cross-dress, and it's mm-hmm. just it's just this thing. It's an escape. It's been around forever. Forever. And it's, it's more common than people actually know. Absolutely. Did you ever watch that show on Vice, Gaycation? I never watched it, but I did hear good things. Um, they went to Japan, and they were showing the different uh, sex clubs and how popular the cross-dressing sex clubs were. I mean, it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. If that's your kink, it can be your kink, and it doesn't have to be anything that you know, you know that you should have to feel bad about. Mm-hmm. And if one day you do want to hook up with somebody as cross-dressing go for it but yes some things are completely fine as a fantasy one of my fantasies is a dp double penetration i will never which feels amazing by the way (laughs) as a male i know that it feels good as a female too but i'm just saying it's it's fucking amazing if you ever do get the opportunity to try it i highly recommend it i don't think i will ever 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 Go down that road. And that's okay. But I love to watch that porn. Yeah. I love to watch gangbang porn. Like oh, the, so hot. But that's not anything ever in my life that I would ever do. The one thing that I, I, I don't know. One thing that I also fantasize about is using a strap-on on a dude. But it's I called pegging. Yeah. Well... That's a it's a thing. It's it's totally normal. Yeah. So, but, but I, will you be able to ever pull it off? Yeah, I don't know if I ever be able to do it. My old man is totally not into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We would have to have some sort of long drawn out conversation or a <laughs> lot of tequila. Yeah, some some sort of something. Um, so I don't know that that would ever happen. But um, yeah, the you know I think we all have fantasies that people would think are weird or abnormal or whatever and it's okay to leave them there and it's what's great about the internet there are so many internet there's so many thanks al gore yeah (laughs) there are so many things 
uh, places like forums and, uh, you know, uh, networking sites that, mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily all smut and all meet up and they're discussion boards, you yeah, know? Yeah, they can tell you, like, where to get the best type of this or that for cross-dressing stuff. Right, or you just talk about whatever's on your mind or, you know, you can relate to other cross-dressers or whoever, like, feet people or, mm-hmm. you know, people that want mommies or, you know, there, there's so many different places that you can go to that are healthy that you can discuss these things and eventually, you know, maybe meet up with somebody that has the same kink as you. Isn't there... There's an app or a website. I don't know which one, it, or maybe it's both. It's FetLife. FetLife. Fet- it is a website. I don't. I think they have an app. I mean, everybody has an app these days. Uh, but FetLife is definitely a place to go to discuss the more kinkier things. Mm-hmm. I think, in my experience, what I've seen is there's a lot of bondage and BDSM, and it's it's more geared towards that type of lifestyle. Mm. But I mean. Fit life, it's all encompassing. And I just think that the majority of the people that are on there are, are more for the BDSM type of type of lifestyle. But the FET is supposed to stand for FETIS, fetish. Right? Yeah. So they should be able sure. to I'm sure search Oh yeah, I'm sure you'll find your type of group, whatever it is. If it's cross male cross dressing, I guarantee you there's there's gotta be something on there that, that's for that. So hopefully that helped that guy. And Cross dress on, my friend. That's what, oh, Amazon. That's another great thing. Yeah, fuck yeah. You just go click on female clothing and, you know, panties, whatever you're into. Dude, the sex toys on Amazon are great. (laughs) Yeah, they're incredible. God, I love Amazon. I've gotten so much naughty things on there. Like, I'm afraid of people seeing my my (laughs) Amazon history more than my browser history. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I think that'll do it for today. Thank you for again for letting your Padawan intro oh, yeah. the intro the thing. That that was really fun. I can't wait to hear that. I'll let him listen to that part. Yeah. Of, of then it. turn it off when we start. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. All right. Until uh, next week, fuckers. Bye. The rad 